Hello and welcome to Missing Mystic Falls, where we cast a critical eye over every single episode of the hit CW show, The Vampire Diaries. I'm Catherine and I'm joined as always with my co-host Ellie. Hello, hello. And then we are also joined by someone who doesn't like to wear their glasses too much in case their eyes get too small, Alice. (laughs) Well, I would say it's not in case I'm not worried about this. (laughs) My mother is worried about this. Yes, yes. I will say this isn't actually you. This is your mum, but I didn't want to bring her into the to this. <laughs> anyway, um, today we are talking about season one, episode 15, A Few Good Men. This episode first aired on the 25th of March, 2010, meaning it had been over a month since the previous episode. So they had a weird five week break. The episode was written by Brian Young and directed by Joshua Butler. Elena is determined to dig into her past and find the truth about her birth mother. Meanwhile, Matt and Caroline are surprised by the sudden reappearance of Matt's mother, Kelly, and Carol gets the Bachelors of Mystic Falls together for a good old-fashioned auction. So much happens in this episode. It just, like, flits from storyline to storyline. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the beginning storyline about, oh my gosh, the tomb tomb vampires are out. Nothing happens with that one, really. Yeah, it's ages until you see Harper again. And it was just like at one point I'd kind of forgotten that they were out because of all the other stuff going on in the episode. I feel like a little bit of treading water maybe or like they're clearly the next big, big arc in the show is the Tomb Vampires. But I think they're probably getting the other characters ready for that arc. But meanwhile, the Tomb Vampires are just chilling out. Just, you know, having (laughs) a nice time. To be fair, I was I wrote down like it must be so daunting for the tomb vampires because like so much has changed and i thought it i think harper seems like a really nice person if you ask me i think he seems like a lovely person i like harper he's just sweet i i agree but the first thing he does is kill a man but he does apologize for it (laughs) i think in this show that doesn't happen very often so you know what if you murder someone you apologize for it (laughs) it's the least you can do also also, some of the two vampires have daylight rings. So Harper has one and um, the other vampire waiting out for him that like he spots have one. So previously daylight rings have been like this impossible thing. But now a bunch of them have them. I thought that because like Harper's just wandering around in the daylight. But I wondered if they all were with Catherine. Does that mean Emily gave them all one? Harper. Up as a slave, right? Yeah, I was thinking this because, like, the way he interacts with the man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really uncomfortable because he calls him sir, and he is really—is the word di- differential? Is that the word I'm looking for? What's when you like defer yeah, to defi- someone? De- yeah, differential. Deferential to everyone he meets, but he's also a vampire. So why would he be? A slave. I don't know. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know if they did use that as more of like a oh, he's from the past. He, they were more deferential. I think they might have tried to use it like that, even if it didn't quite come across like that. Because I agree, okay. I don't think he can have been a slave as a vampire. He might have been before, but surely as a vampire. It's also just like the bit that this show does all the time, where they're like from the south and they like put all the flashbacks, but they never openly say. But a harper has been in a tomb from a time where there was slavery and they, there was that like racial bias I'm not saying it's not there in america anymore but like that's it's that, different it's different and that's where he has come out from so i think regardless what he whether or not he was a slave back in the day even though he is a vampire he's probably still wary even though he can kill a man very easily yeah, and i will say Emily Bennett was a slave and she was a very powerful witch so clearly the the, the writers don't think that should stand in the way of, of, of them being subservient but yeah I like Harper too but he just kill a person straight away <laughs> he just seems like of, of all the of all the vampires that we've met he does seem like one of the nicer ones the, yeah. the bar is low in in Mystic Falls well you get them kind of grappling with like what year is it What's and there's the phone's like ringing and he just sort of picks it upstairs and chucks it like this mad thing. <laughs> but we haven't. If we go to the the Harper is but a few scenes in this episode. <laughs> so we we go to what's actually happening is uh, we can then can have Elena and Jenna 
And Elena is really keen to start looking into her birth mum. Right. When you say she's really keen, she is. But she found out about this a while ago. She's keen now because she's making Sheila's death about her and her need to find her mum. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did think that. Yeah, we also have a really noticeable absence of Bonnie in this episode, which is very indicative of what continually happens in the show is that something awful happens to Bonnie and they send her character off screen to deal with it. And then use it as a way to like move forward Elena's storyline. Yeah. Elena does ask Jenna to look into her past because apparently Jenna has a skill set that we had yet to understand and she's a private investigator. Yeah, I was like, why are you making Jenna do this? But the product placement, all she did is, so I binged it. Oh. (laughs) Bing. (laughs) And it's a really amazing search engine. She put in like three words and she was like, I found your birth mum. Yeah, I've got her high school page. She was a cheerleader. (laughs) Here you go. Maybe we should all be using Bing. It's the best search engine. <laughs> I'll try it tomorrow. Evidently, you know. evidently. But also, like, it's like one of her defining features. She was a cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader. I feel like everyone's a cheerleader at this place. <laughs> Not special. <laughs> also, I swear Alina was a cheerleader because Miranda was a cheerleader. And I, I really hate when they do this, the storylines, they always do it in shows like this where, like, the birth parent and the child have some weird common interest and it's like oh amazing that's and I know it's like trying to find a connection but cheerleader as you say oh like everyone's a cheerleader it's not that exciting it was like a thing to drive Isabel and um Elena together yeah also I don't get how you find an address online what what safeguarding does Trudy have on her address that it's so easily bingable yeah very true yeah because like i feel in american shows they google people and you get so much information like google yourself and you get like everything but i don't think that that is the case in the real world like if i googled you two i don't think i could find anything out (laughs) from that aside you'll find our quality podcast missing mystic (laughs) falls available wherever you get your podcast from to be fair that is a highlight reel (laughs) <laughs> I also still don't get and I obviously get it to further the plot and you know what's going to happen but why are they so obsessed that this Isabel is a Laurie's wife Isabel like it turns out that it is and obviously it was going to be because they put this plot point in but in real life <laughs> when you really jump to that conclusion no not when you don't even have a last name all they have is that this person's called Isabel and she lived near Mystic Falls. The, I'm sure the number of Isabels that lived near Mystic Falls at that time and then went yeah, to Duke. it was in Mystic Falls. It was near Mystic Falls. That could have been any town within probably an hour's radius or more. Crazy. They're also like, they're really trying to hang a lantern on it because they keep being like, what a wild coincidence that would be if it was true. And I'm like, yes, it is. You saying it doesn't make it less crazy. It's still insane that... That you all think, oh, it must be Alaric's dead wife. That must be Elena's mother. And it, it is. It is. I get it. It is. But still stupid. It's yeah. just like the amount of Isabels that Alaric must have gone to Duke with alone, let alone yeah. met in his life. I just think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I also hadn't put together, sorry, just on Duke. I hadn't put together that Alaric also went to Duke. And now I think because of Duke from Duke from last episode, I think the writers only know one good university. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like following that storyline, Jenna tells Rick with no evidence. Like, I think Alaric's, I think um, Elena's mum is, de- like, is your dead wife. Without any evidence, would you do this? Well, she goes with a photo so they can get an answer to this apparently burning question. But she does, you are right, she does say it like it's a foregone conclusion. And he's like, there's no way. And then she's like, here's my little gotcha. Here's a photo of her. (laughs) Oh, no, I do think it was like, maybe just check. But I guess the only way to check is to ask Rick. Whereas at least Stefan, I do think this is really shitty. But at least Stefan doesn't say to Elena that Damon killed her birth mom without knowing that it is her birth yeah. mom. At least he waits and checks. I agree. I think he's really like looking after Elena in this episode. I 
this rewatch, I'm really loving Stefan and Elena. They annoyed me when they were doing their little like back and forth. But I don't know. I just, I like their relationship. I think they're very caring about each other. And I, I'm hating Damon more and more in the rewatch just because of talking about how awful he is all the time. But I'm sure that, I'm sure that will change as the show goes on. Yeah. Well, I do, uh, Stefan, I, I feel indifferent to their relationship. Stefan himself is really winding me up because I think he's like quite stupid. And like the things that he lets Damon get away with compared to anyone else that like you see it yeah. when he comes to check on Damon and he's just got these like sorority girls there. And I think if it was any other character, like Vicky was a new, new vampire, bit Elena once and automatically was killed because she was a danger to Elena whereas like Damon's just a danger to pretty much anyone and Stefan's happy to like let him just run amok that's very fair but I think that's not just a Stefan problem I think that's a problem of the show is Mm -hmm. that the show never and all the characters never bar maybe Caroline never really hold Damon accountable for his actions but I agree and I was really ups- I was really upset when I saw those four girls and-, and David was just like feeding on them and they were all bruised and hurt and we were meant to think it's like a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, I also think they really kind of gloss over what Damon does because I think they try to make it sound like, oh, he's really turned a new leaf. He's not actually going to kill these girls. He's only going to like give Snatch them a hangover race. basically. And you're meant to be like, oh, he's really like, you know, versus previous Damon, he's really kind of like turning over a new leaf is what I think you're meant to think but it's still awful and I think you're still meant to feel like sorry for him like oh he's gone through this awful time and he's dealing with something horrific but he even makes that joke like he's got I have to go exploit women in the name of grief like he knows what he's doing messed up and it's and they just let him and it's just like Stefan would never condone that from any character and I do agree it's the writing of the show and how they place Damon as who Damon is Stefan's more concerned to get answers for Elena than um, than these women. He's like, oh, that's fine. They're not going to die, so I don't care. Yeah. As someone who apparently put so much weight on human life, but I guess it was the same when Damon was with Caroline. Like, the steps yeah. that Stefan went to to protect mm. Caroline was, like, nothing at that point. Mm-hmm. Damon does get a good little zinger in when he called Stefan Buzzkill Bob. <laughs> He still has a lot of charisma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he gets he gets some fun lines snuck in, even when he's being awful. <laughs> I think this is what what clinches it. I think this is why we find him endearing sometimes. Is these weird little lines that just win you over. It's so annoying. Yeah, and then it's a hard cut into him abusing four women, and you're like, yeah. oh no, you know, because yeah. there's also to jump around to go to the bachelor auction. You have some great scenes between him and Carol Lockwood of flirting. And it's just like, you've got that in the same episode. But I do love, yeah. I do love that. And I love Carol rigging the auction so that she gets Damon. Yeah, yeah. love it. <laughs> what a superstar. Look, corruption is rife in Mystic Falls, you know? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Just have a fun time. If I was Carol, I would. And she doesn't know that he's abusing sorority girls. So, if, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. She only knows his charming side. She hasn't seen what we've seen. Exactly. <laughs> I did love that we know like th- three age appropriate, like like older women for the bachelor auction and they all won. They were like the three people that won, like <laughs> Kelly, Carol and Jenna. But was, I was so confused. Sorry, now we're on the bachelor auction. So when Liz goes to recruit Damon, does the found, does it? council member have to bring a bachelor because Liz says something like Carol wouldn't ever let me like live it down if I don't bring someone I think that Damon is a hit with the older women of Mystic Falls and both Carol and um Liz have been like oh me and Damon are really close Damon (laughs) loves me we talk all the time so Liz is like oh he'll definitely do it if I say yes and there's some little like backstabby we'll like go and ask him and then Carol and Liz has like to ask Damon with her tail between her legs is what I'm envisioning (laughs) (laughs) I love it that's what that's what I want to be happening I'm on board but you mentioned we got the introduction of a new character Kelly who is Julie Cooper in the OC there we go (laughs) how exciting that's a, sorry, as a, a as a non OC OC aficionado, that's a big character in the OC. 
big character she is well, doing the OC rewatch podcast. So big that I hadn't actually, I haven't watched loads of the OC, but she came in, didn't introduce her name immediately. I forgot it was Kelly and I wrote Julie on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've got, oh my God, Julie Cooper in capitals. So I was like, how amazing. I just also love that because Vicky's from the OC, you've got a little OC family in Mystic Falls, all the Donovans, except for Matt are OC members. The important Donovan thing. <laughs> sure. So putting Julie Cooper aside, <laughs> sorry. Kelly's pretty awful. Oh, oh God, she really yeah. is. She's she's awful to Caroline. Oh, Caroline and Matt annoy me in this episode because originally they're just sat on the sofa and Car- like they're bored. Like they're not having I don't they're not a good couple. They're not having fun. Mm. Um and then obviously like they start making out and Kelly walks in. Um but then, yeah, Kelly is so rude about Caroline, like, oh, flavour of the month. Um, and she goes to, like, Matt, oh, is she the one? He's like, no, probably not. And I just feel like no one really sticks up for Caroline in this dynamic. Like, he doesn't, he says a couple of things that are, like, better than that. But <sighs> poor Caroline. Look, I'm I'm never one to defend Matt, but I do think, his mum is literally emotionally abusive to him. The way she like disappears and leaves him with all the financial responsibilities. So I actually think they have a very difficult dynamic for him to navigate anyway. So although obviously he should be defending his girlfriend a bit more and he does it a little bit, I actually think it probably is very, very difficult for him to confront her because to confront her about one thing is to confront her about everything. So, so I don't blame him too much for not, standing up to his mom because you know he is a child and in the end of the day it's her responsibility to be a good mom and to just treat people like caroline's also a child she's treating a child so poorly for no reason so so i kind of don't put it as much on matt as it's it's more of a symptom of kelly's bad parenting yeah she is awful yeah well it's like when she's not even worried about vicky it's like oh she'll come crawling back and we as the audience know that she's dead yeah, and there's there's God. no concern that they haven't heard from her, they haven't seen her, and Kelly's just like she's fine. She'll come back when she wants something. She also slips in the um, Leslie Forbes comment, which is yet another time we reference gayness and yet another insult. Kelly's not a nice person. She's not nice. I, I mean, she her. literally says to Caroline as well. She's like, in front of Caroline, I found his rebound girl to about Matt. Oh, he, she's just awful. But she says that in front of Matt and Elena, and Elena does. Yeah nothing nor does Mm. she even try and like comfort caroline afterwards because she sees rick and then she's just so focused on her own story but i like i completely see what you're saying about matt and his relationship with kelly i think elena could do more not necessarily to kelly but like to caroline afterwards yeah you're absolutely right yeah she could do and or or also she doesn't have to i get when she's dating matt it was important for kelly to like her and stuff but like at this point, that's a non-factor because she's not dating Matt. So why is she still trying to seem like the good girl that all the, the that her boyfriend's parents? Yeah, it's almost love. like she wants to not one up Caroline, but she's quite kind of smug that she is. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think let's be honest, Elena loves having people on the hook, whether it's Matt or whether it's Kelly. Like I think she likes people to prefer her from that side, mm. even if she says that she doesn't. Yeah, she likes to be adored. Mm-hmm. Before Elena goes to the auction, she does go to Trudy's house. So Trudy is Isabel's friend from high school. And Elena kind of just arrives at her doorstep to ask her if if Isabel is her. Because Elena doesn't know at that point that Isabel definitely is her birth mother. No, no, she doesn't. She just goes and she's like, do you know if Isabel had a child and gave gave her up for adoption? Because if so, that child is me. How awkward if the answer was no. I know. Also, I just thought when Elena, because Elena gets like straight to the point um, on the doorstep, I imagined if it was Alice in this situation, the amount of small talk out that you would have gone through before you got to the question that you like came to Trudy's house for. You probably think I was like selling something else. Can I, can I tell a story, Al? You might know which one. You can tell the story. <laughs> okay. So one day we came back and our ceiling had like, partly caved in and it was leaking so much water so we like ran upstairs to the upstairs neighbors to like knock on their door like turn your water off woman opened the door was a bit surprised to see us 
Alice, instead of like immediately explaining what was happening, was like, Wait, we, we just moved downstairs. Making polite chat. And I was like, no, 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 turn your water off. Our flat is flooding. <laughs> that was exactly the story that I was thinking of in this bit. It was just like, yeah. I can still picture her shocked face as Alice is just being the lovely, polite girl that you are. And both of us are like, stressed, <laughs> panicking, being like, our ceiling is caving through. <laughs> Please help. Please stop. That could have been one of your intros. Oh dear. She just throw the ball away. <laughs> you wasted it. You wasted it. <laughs> no. Um, but it is funny when she arrives at Trudy's and you notice Trudy, Trudy doesn't invite her in. Suspicious, suspicious. But mm. just in case you didn't notice that, they also shoot to the door frame and do a little like scoop of that. Just in case you didn't realise that she hadn't invited her in. There's no subtlety. None at all. But Not at all. But there's no subtlety with Elena because she puts Vervain in the tea and Elena like doesn't even try to play coy. She's like, Vervain, you know about vampires, like straight away. Is is Vervain tea something people have in general? I don't know. No. Vervain tea? No. Oh, I don't think so. So it must be about a sign that they know about vampires. It's not just like a kooky little herbal tea that people have. I think in this storyline, yes, it's, it can only mean they know about vampires. No, it can it can soothe stomach cramps. Well, <laughs> well, Elena takes it as the vampires are real. Ima- like, just imagine if the woman didn't know about vampires, and Elena's just like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. She just like goes from zero to a hundred, and I was like, maybe just like test the waters a little bit, Elena. I do like. I look. I know it's like very unlikely but i do like that they're connecting elena's like birth parents to the supernatural because otherwise why am i to care about this relationship Mm. yeah yeah because and you think it's just like okay she's finding a bit more information we know it's now rick's wife and she leaves and you think that's all that but then there's that creepy man in the road Mm. oh he's really creepy. i think this whole thing's really creepy and then when he like barges in and i don't know why in some ways when he's like i'm not a vampire it's almost worse. Like, obviously, I know it's like we get a lot of vampire killings. It's quite graphic. But this is a pure murder. He, like, chucks her down the stairs. And in some ways, it's almost worse to see it. Mm. It's very graphic. Yeah, it's scary, it's scary in, like, a different way because, you know, vampires aren't going to kill us. We're, we're fine. But, like, imagine you could be in that situation where someone could force your door open and just, like, push you down the stairs. Like, yeah. that is, like, something It's not going to happen. But it could do which makes it a little bit more scary in that way. And you remember that, like, you know, humans are also monsters. Um, Mm. Or, you know, in fairness to this guy, it's revealed at the end that he's being compelled. But you don't know it at that point when he's um, breaking down Trudy's door. Another thing, just before we kind of get to the crux, we also get some flashbacks of um, Isabella and Larick. So we're really kind of building Isabella as a character. And, you know, she's... Sorry, I literally... Lost my note. Oh, she's talking about um, Isabel's talking about vampires and how she did a lot of research on Mystic Falls. So you kind of start to build that connection, start to build a kind of history of what Isabel might have been like. Yeah, and her obsession with the supernatural, or like very strong interest. But I love her describing Mystic Falls because it's like every now and then people die mysteriously. And in my head, I was like, every now and then, like (laughs) all the time. I guess it depends on uh, their Stefan and Damon's visits home. <laughs> Literally, because there was there was years of peace where it was just a, I assume, a nice, pleasant town full of racists, and now it's full of racists and vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also get that little X Files reference. Um, but we see because we've had dead wife flashbacks before, but this time we kind of see that you know Rick and Isabel's relationship wasn't perfect and actually was you know quite strained towards the end um is to kind of set it up that she wanted to be a vampire i think rick's awful as a husband like i okay i get that she she's clearly like yeah she wants to be a vampire and so she's probably not as engaged but like from his point of view she's writing her thesis and she's studying and she's like really into it and i don't think there's any support from him in that no no he does laugh at her basically thinks what she's doing is a bit of a joke well and he seems he really uninterested 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also have, um, you know, before the flash, uh, around the times of the flashbacks, we have um, uh, Stefan and Alaric kind of having a conversation. And Alaric seems like such a little baby next to Stefan. Like, he doesn't seem like the older guy. He seems really, like, weak. And I also think the actor in this episode is using a new voice. Do you not think he's speaking really, like, deliberately, like, rough and husky at times? Oh, I hadn't noticed, but probably knowing that actor, I'm sure he thought it was like a really great choice that he was making. But uh, no, that scene with um Stefan and, and Rick, I found really funny because it was kind of like a game of what does Elena know? So it's like, yeah. I know this, what does Elena know? What else does, does she not know? What do I not know? All of those things. They're also having this conversation in the street. They are not subtle. Weren't they having a conversation about vampires in the school halls previously? Like... They don't care who hears them. It's just bizarre because they're both like, Stefan has a house where like no one else go, well, anyone can go, but like people don't have, like it's a way for, it's not in the middle of the road. Why Why aren't they having these conversations there? Maybe Alaric wants to be like seed, but it's just stupid. Oh, it's, it's idiotic. And it's also just really rich from Stefan. So Stefan knows... Stefan's the one who has all the dots in this episode. So he knows that Isabel is Elena's birth mom and also Rick's dead wife and he also knows Damon has potentially killed Isabel um and then he has the audacity I think to ask Rick to drop to drop his like vengefulness with with Damon and then Elena to stop searching for Isabel because he knows that it's like a bit of a canon for Damon and I get that but I was like if it was Stefan the other way around or if it was anything to do with like something had happened to Elena he'd never drop it and he'd never let it go. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a crazy thing to ask because it's, of course you're not going to let go of who murdered your dead oh. wife. If you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> I just think it's an outrageous ask. I agree. <laughs> I think we also have, on Alaric, we also have um, kind of his first, well, I don't know if they've done it before, their first like drink with Damon. So Alaric gets a scene with both of the Salvatore brothers and we get Alaric and Damon's first drink together and Alaric says that he likes to have a buzz to grade papers. Oh, yeah. The first line. I know. I was like, of course they bond over their need for alcohol, but then I'm glad that Liz <laughs> comes to to be like, guys, it's the middle of the day. What are you doing? <laughs> she doesn't touch the drink. She gives it back because, you know, she's responsible and on, on the clock. <laughs> Can I say also, while we're talking about Alaric, is a widow a bachelor? I, I think we have spoken about this previously, is that they think widows is like shows always make. Yeah. It's like Jude Law in the holiday. I think that's it, potentially. But a bachelor is an unmarried man. No, that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. But they they do this. So I've also got in my notes like are bachelor bachelor auctions common in America because the CW always like the CW shows always have a bachelor auction and it's always bachelors even if they're in relationships. It's always like a storyline of like this guy and it's like um they're kind of in a in a situation ship and then I don't know like the ex or someone else really wants to bid and then these girls are at a bidding war over this boy who's not single. But it's like Rick's technically dating Jenna. So he's, yeah. he's not single. No, I think a widower is not a bachelor because I just Googled the official definition and it's a man who is not and has never been married. Yeah, so. that's why I, I think it's almost rude to call him a bachelor. Like, I understand it's just for a bit of fun, but I, I think it's, it's particularly when his wife was, like, murdered. <laughs> yeah, that is it's true. It's not a divorced guy. It's a dead <laughs> wife. Yeah. Also, I will say, this is not an auction. This is a raffle. Yeah. Because you do just pick a ticket. Yeah. An, an auction you bid. And then you there's always one. In, in a typical show where they have a bachelor auction, there's always one guy that doesn't get sold and someone goes, a dollar. And it's a little joke. But no, no, this is just a raffle. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, are the only three older women characters that we know, with the exception of Liz, all get, all get them. Liz is on the clock, so she hasn't entered the raffle. So true. A sensible She's got woman. She's things to do. Yeah. Well, also when the... No, sorry, I was just, I, this is when I think Mystic Falls is such a blend of either they've got so many people or it's the tiniest town in the world because like the bachelors are Rick Damon and this random guy that Kelly dated back in high school. Also, I feel like they do make fun of him for being a plumber, which I think is unfair. Oh God, yeah. Let me tell you guys, the older I get, I've said this 
several times the, on the podcast, just in my life. The older I get, the more I'm like, wouldn't it be great to end up with handy a handyman or a handywoman, a plumber, someone who can do odd jobs around the house so I don't have to like... I don't I'm so useless with doing any DIY or any tools it would be amazing to end up with someone who can just do all that for me and plumbers make great money it's like I don't understand why it's a profession that's laughed at I don't don't get it because I would love to date a plumber yeah right any plumbers (laughs) (laughs) you'd rather date a plumber than an alcoholic history teacher or Damon who doesn't have a job yeah yeah million percent also Damon does not, neither of them come across well in Carol's little interviews because Rick can't remember a fun fact about Mystic Falls, despite being a history teacher and despite it being the only topic that they learn at school. Um, and Damon then reveals that he, his that Rick's wife was delicious. So from the audience points of view, they think he's just like been like, yeah, I, I slept with your wife, which we know he did do. But yeah, yeah. It's also, wouldn't the audience find it very creepy? Like, I was thinking this. Obviously, Rick gets what he's saying. Wouldn't the audience find it really weird if Damon's just calling someone delicious? Wouldn't you be like, what creepy guy? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think the piss, the people of Mystic Falls are so desperate for entertainment. They go all to these stupid little events. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. Also, one thing that we miss when we talk about this conversation is that Damon and Elena had a bit of a conversation earlier when Damon was getting ready for the raffle. Mm-hmm. And um, Elena asks, all concerns, I think you're really meant to think she still cares for Damon, like how he is. Um, and then they have a kind of close moment where she does up his buttons. Just oh, yeah. um, slightly bizarre. Oh, I, I wrote <laughs> the show keeps finding new and new ways to force these two characters to touch. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. No, you go, Al, sorry. And I was saying they had a very brief conversation about Elena's birth mother. So she's like, I found out who my birth mother is. And Damon's like, who cares? Um, but like then it's like, oh, actually, he's doing kind of tough love. Like, she left you. She sucks. Which is, I feel like, a weird weird way to respond. Um, but kind of sets the scene for the raffle. I also mm-hmm. think it's it's trying to be like, Damon cares so much for Elena because he thinks that she's so wonderful and like who would ever leave Elena and if anyone does then they're, they're not worth knowing type yeah. thing so it's meant to also be tender and then did you notice when he and Stefan go Damon goes where did our girlfriend go and Stefan just like acts like it's a normal comment to make <laughs> yeah he goes where did our girlfriend go and I think Stefan's like oh she's she's gone to the grill <laughs> Why is everyone like so accepting that Elena is Stefan and Damon's girlfriend? Because she's not. Like there is, I I know he fancies her, and they have this weird connection. But the, in no way is she their communal girlfriend. It's bizarre. No, no and literally that's what I was like. Stefan does not even like set a boundary to be like, dude, that's a bit weird. Like I know we've shared a girlfriend before, <laughs> but can we not? Like he doesn't even doesn't even try to put that boundary down. He's just like, oh, he's Damon. These are the jokes he's going to make. Yeah. I will say Damon, like, was drunk the entire episode. And the moment he sobered up is when he found out, when Elena tells him, like, you murdered my mum. And then suddenly he's, like, not smashed anymore and is, like, focused and paying attention for the first time. So it's another way they're like, oh, he loves her. Mm -mm. Yeah. He murdered her (laughs) mum. He murdered. Not only did he he murder and and slept slept with her. And slept with her. That's, oh let's yeah! Make sure oh. we don't forget that. Right, we have to talk about it. The obviously one of the big romantic couples of the show is Elena and Damon, and they make it so he has shagged her mum, shagged and killed. Yeah, crazy. Oh, like, but they do that in shows. They do do that in shows. Do they? Well. <laughs> The really trashy show. Do you remember at uni when I watched The Royals? And I was really into yeah. it. <laughs> right. So the bodyguard sleeps with Princess Eleanor and the Queen, her mum. So they have done it in mm. other shows. I'm trying to think if they do it in Gossip Girl. Yes, Rufus dates um Ivy, who didn't she also date Dan? Yes, that's so true. Yeah. 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 Ooh, they love it. They do love it. Sweet. But also, yeah, uh, but in Gossip Girl, you've got those that weird half, half like sibling relationship as well. Oh yeah, 
So they do love to do weird things. Yeah, right, yeah. Because I was like, oh, at least that's not the main couple, but the major couple in Gossip Girl, Dan and Serena, share a half-sibling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why do they do this? I don't know. I really don't know. Who, Who thought, like, oh, my God, yeah, that's such a twist. Like, do you think... Sorry, I'm back on Damon and Isabel. I'm not talking about Dan and Serena. Mm. Um, who thought that was like a really smart plot line? Like, let's add this later. I think the writers want it to be any woman that Damon met in the past, he slept with. Yeah. And I think that's what they're going for. And then they and then like didn't comprehend that that means he would have slept with Elena's mum. It's just... It's just a lot. And so, so right, so we get confirmation from Damon's conversation with Rick that not only did Damon, like, kill Isabel, he turned her into a vampire. So she's now a vampire. And then he slept with her. So we've got the confirmation from both. Because before we never knew, like, Rick thought that Damon just killed her, but we never knew if he, if he actually did kill her, like, what happened to her, all of those types of things. I liked that Damon's, like, they'd flip it a little bit Um, and I think they actually do it quite well where they're like you know I didn't kill her and you know what's happened this whole time but you didn't Mm. want to admit it to yourself that she left you and that she chose to become a vampire and the the way they kind of position that that Alaric knew that was the case and and Mm. really knew that his wife wasn't dead and I think looking back you also can be like even if they didn't have that in their head the whole time that that makes sense for where his character's been positioning himself and that deep down maybe he knew that Isabel was still alive mm. yeah because we talk, we we talked about why he went to Mystic Falls and did he know Damon was there but thinking about it now maybe he was looking for Isabel yeah yeah he's looking for answers wasn't he and that's why he yeah. found Damon so but whether those answers are like yes yeah, she's dead or no she's still alive um mm-hmm. but on the Isabel bit just switching slightly to Isabel and Elena Isabel's really stupid because from Elena's point of view she thought Damon had killed Isabel like Damon had never corrected her that she's a um she's a vampire and she's still alive but like that man shows up and it's like stop looking she doesn't want to know you and so then Elena's like, oh, well, she must, she's still around and she knows about me and she knows who I am. Oh, it's so dumb. Everything they, everything this man does that Isabel's told him to do is just like encouraging Elena more and more. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think there's a really big disconnect between the, the Isabel we see in the flashbacks and the Isabel that, you know, is murdering people and like wants no connect. Because in the flashbacks, she does seem like quite, caring in some ways like warm in some ways very stark difference like between the two of them do you think it's the writers trying to make a point about vampires but it's just like it's weird because in this show this isn't like a Buffy where the second you turn into a vampire you lose your soul it doesn't mean that you suddenly become like a monstrous killer like yes you have a craving for blood but it doesn't mean that you have to be like an Isabel level where you compel someone to kill a person when they're like done with a message. I agree. They 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 go back and forth the writers on whether becoming a vampire fundamentally changes you or not, and it depends uh, what character turns, what story mm. they're trying yeah. to tell, whether they want you to be on the character side or not. How big an impact it has. So clearly, for Isabel, it had a massive impact on on who she she was. Yeah. Another graphic death as well. This man kills himself by jumping in front of a truck. Yeah. I feel like the two that have been kind of like human deaths or like, you know, non-supernatural deaths have been particularly, I don't know, jarring. But um, I think it's also on that like same conversation of the person that Isabel has become, like the little regard that she has for human life. And she's, she because she's like, we find out that they've, that man's been compelled to not only kill Trudy, but then kill himself when he's sent. A message um and i think it just shows that she is like happy to make them do that and she's mm. happy for like to, to treat people that way not even just to have food in her point of view so alaric does confront damon he goes with not a plan i could think he just like goes over to he's, the he's drunk because yeah. he's, like, he's, he's drunk yeah and yeah. this is yeah i think that all is revealed about 
sleeping mm-hmm. with Isabel. Isabel's a vampire. Yeah. Sorry. Just slightly before that, this this is really going into the minutia of the episode. But like, oh, yes, please. So, so Jenna gets Rick at the auction. And then Rick just says, I've got to go and abandons Jenna. No explanation. Like, obviously, he's going through some stuff. What's Jenna thinking? Because we as the audience know that he's gone through. Well, Jenna does know that he's found out that his dead wife had a child who is Jenna's niece and that he never told him about. So I guess from Jenna's point of view, that's quite a... Because Jenna doesn't know about the supernatural, you're like, oh, that's a big deal. But really, that's a tiny little drop in the ocean (laughs) (laughs) of what's actually going on. What's happening? Yeah, that's fair. I was just like, poor Jenna. She's just been ditched. As has Carol. Yes. Does Carol ever get her date? I hope so. I she I feel like Carol would not let that go. Carol yeah. is a woman who knows what she wants and she gets it. Like I'll tell you that. Yeah, she'll be following up on that date. <laughs> Fucking hope so. Because I was like, oh, can we add a line? But I don't know if the date happened because he left. I think we can. Look at that flirting. I'd put them on the <laughs> on the chart. I feel like it can't. Like I feel like it will just be flirting though. Even the date. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. I don't think it gets a line. We'll leave it for now, but I'm desperate <laughs> for her to get one of the many men. Is she? I love that she's married and like is still bidding. Oh, what a queen! Why not? Because I can live your best life on. Sorry, I really diverted us. Um, we're, we're back on Rick's Rick's hunting Damon down with with no plan. Well, he loses, and I think the big thing is Damon kills Alaric. Mm-hmm. And I was he just sits down and watches Alaric really slowly and like painfully die. He doesn't even give him like the mercy of like a quick death. Yeah, it's no. horrible. And you get this really kind of like melancholic music playing when you just see the breath going out of Alaric. It's a really, I don't know, kind of strange moment. I think it's almost like they make it a sadder death than some of the core characters we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a bit fishy from the off. Um, yeah, because then, oh my god, oh my god, he's alive. <laughs> I will say, right? I know it's, I know it is the right conclusion to draw, but like Rick jumps to the ring so quickly as to the reason I wrote why he's that. back alive. Obviously, Fuck the ring. Me, so stupid. And also, Stefan's like, that's impossible. Stefan, you have a magic ring. Why? Why is this impossible? like it's just a ridiculous like i know we've got the flashback that isabel's like it will always protect you but that doesn't why does that automatically mean that it brings him back from the dead and i know it does i know it does but to make that jump i hate when they're right with their stupid things they're saying (laughs) and and so begins really why we started the resurrection count is the the magic ring and you can see that maybe rick's gonna die a lot of time so we get our first one (laughs) On the board for Rick, which is very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Question mark. Resurrection count. Does it count when someone becomes a vampire? Yeah. Yes. We'll get on to stats, Alice, but let me tell you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do we have anything else we want to say before we go to to stats? No. 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 I think that's that's a wrap. Okay. So it's our favourite time of the episode. It's time to talk about the numbers behind Vampire Diaries. So we are keeping track of every single relationship, kill and resurrection on the show. So we got a lot to add this week. What are we adding? There's so much to add. So in terms of relationships, I've got Kelly and the plumber because they dated at school. Oh, good. Good. Yes. And... I also have Kelly and Pete. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So two for Kelly. I miss the plumber. Keep going. I'm going to amend my... Damon and Isabel, of course. Yes. Yes. And I think those are the only relationships I have. Yes. But I want to make a comment on what's changed now. So with Damon and Elizabeth... Elizabeth? Isabel? (laughs) (laughs) We are joining up two branches because we are joining Isabel and Rick's branch to Damon's branch so what that means guys and we knew this would happen is we can trace between parent and child connections because if we go Isabel to Damon 
to Catherine, to Stefan, we get to Elena. So we have four connections between a parent and a child. I really don't like that. Ooh. And I, I think that number's going to get smaller. So that is something. Oh, I'm it is. I can feel it. it. Yeah. We also have longer way around. We can also go from Jenna to Elena. And that's six connections because you have to go through Rick to Isabel. So disgusting. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Same. <laughs> oh, God. I guess, actually, you've got another way as well. Would you? Because you've got um, Damon. No that's not child that's just Damon because I was going to link Damon and Caroline but it's not it's not Isabel yeah it's just an adult but yeah you can you can um so you can actually go the same way around you could go Isabel Damon Caroline Matt Elena it's the same length um because oh, so yeah. oh, rem- remember we've got our lovely hexagon so you could go both way around yeah. the hexagon <laughs> this is the whole reason for the relationship chart because we knew yeah, we knew season this was one, coming. episode this fifteen, coming. and it's already like chaos. chaos. Just wait until season eight. Like <laughs> my goodness. Um, so moving on to kills, right? So Damon has killed Isabel and Rick. Yes. So Damon gets. Oh no, we already added Isabel. Mm. Fab. Okay, so Damon gets one more then. Yeah. And then... Isabel gets two. Yes. yes. Yeah. Does the random man? get to because I think it's I, I think we do know that it's like Isabel's compulsion but the random man still killed Trudy I would say no okay. I would say it's Isabel's kill fab no that's fine I just wanted to double check because I do think it's all it's her motive and he yeah. wouldn't have done it without being compelled yeah um and Harper gets one yes yes forgot about him yeah oh so I know we we love him but he's on the chart so we're on a total of 34 and Damon still leading the pack with 18 Ooh. and then still we've got over two. half the totals <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. god um and then we've got two back to lives yes very oh, yeah, exciting so very exciting we have alaric and isabel and as you were saying oh yeah we count turning into a vampire because we counted vicky and logan so we already count that yeah because i think it's like when we see it so we haven't counted like stefan or damon yet because we haven't seen them absolutely turn yeah yeah that makes sense i just couldn't quite remember perfect perfect and then some trivia so the episode title a few good men is based on the aaron sorkin play which then became the 1992 movie starring tom cruise and jack nicholson i don't know if you guys have seen this movie I've seen the poster. I for have it. seen the movie. Yeah, so it's it's famous for the you can't handle the truth. Um, but the reason why I think it's the title of this episode is because basically some um, soldiers are accused of murder and they contend that they were just acting under orders. So linking to Isabel and the compulsion. Also, the episode establishes that it's now 2010 in the series timeline, which will last for the next 60 episodes until the season four uh, mid finale, Oklahoma, you faithful. So everything up until this point has taken place from September to January. So what, four months. And for the next three, no, four seasons, halfway through season four, it's one year. Right, that is are you kidding no uh, you know you know that you know our favorite bit in the oh come are you faithful episode not our yeah. favorite bit but you do you know the bit i'm talking about yes that's the same year all the way up to that yep oh my god are you they don't have a christmas in between nope <laughs> rocked your world this is what's crazy about the show is everything takes place in such a short amount of time it's madness but it moves at such a breakneck pace do you know what i'm upset by we didn't get a New Year's episode. I'm still no, like yeah. processing all the timings, but I want a New Year's episode. Ollie, we don't get any extra special holiday I'm episodes reeling. for ages. Yeah. The next one is is that Christmas one. Yeah. That's bad. So let's just keep that in our minds when serious- we talk about the show. What? <laughs> you can see me and Alice are just like really trying to process. <laughs> Alice is speechless. <laughs> like we've changed her entire <laughs> world view. <laughs> I feel like I should have ended yeah. with that one. Because I have a couple more. Um, <laughs> just to say, uh, Sterling Silliman, who played Harper, also played Nate St. Jamin in Pretty Little Liars. So he had a multi-episode arc in Pretty Little Liars. 
he's much nicer in Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Um, you already mentioned Melinda Clark from The O.C., but I just want to say, originally, Kelly Donovan was to have a much bigger role in the show, and they wanted to reveal that she was um, a succubus. So do you know what one of them is? No. no. It's like a mythical creature, like an e- evil female spirit who sleeps with men, and when they sleep with men, they like suck the life out of them. And the original plan, which is why I think they got Melinda Clark, because she's quite well known. So the original plan was for her to be a whole other species. But then they decided they didn't want to introduce another supernatural creature too early. That's mad. I don't know how I feel. I think I'm probably glad they, they didn't. That feels mm. like a strange... Same. Same. I'm very glad that that's not introduced. But it's such a weird like turn for the show to take. It also then just it it feels like that there would it would just be a show about almost Kelly like in knowing where the where season one goes mm. I don't know how it would ever fit in yeah well I think they rework that idea later on with other characters but I think for this point in the show it would be very very weird and also it would really change like some characters are very removed from the supernaturals and I I would say Matt is one of those those characters mm. so it would really change completely his character i was thinking that yeah like matt's just like yeah. simple ordinary matt yeah yeah i think i'm glad they didn't do that you know who melinda <laughs> clark really reminds me of the um in bridgerton polly walker who plays mrs featherington yeah um, yeah i always i always got those two actresses i th- i always thought they were the same yeah, person, I would have loved her in so Bridgerton. Oh, <laughs> I love uh, Lady Featherington. I think she's fantastic. She's great. But I think they're just also they're quite a similar vibe, and they're just quite like as actresses, and I think they look quite similar. Yeah, mm, but yeah, I see that. Okay, I feel I've yeah. thoroughly rocked Alice's world. <laughs> you have, Catherine. <laughs> you have. So I think we can leave it there. Um, for today um so in the meantime if you want to get in touch with the show um what can they do you can find us on twitter at miss mystic pod or on instagram at missing mystic fools pod yes and um you can go onto your podcast app of choice and give us five star rating please if you would like to support the show it's the easiest way to do so but if not we will be back next week um with another episode so in the meantime bye bye, bye. bye.